Warning, this podcast has stories of real-life events and true crime that happens every day. These stories may contain adult language and graphic or disturbing details not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of War Stories. I'm back, and I'm Tom. <laughs> and I'm Chuck. Oh, man. Um, we're doing... Uh, this episode's coming out late, because yeah. normally we release it like midnight 30 for the graveyard. I, I always do this. I don't know. I've said this on the show, but for people that don't know, we like to put out the episodes at midnight 30, because all you graveyard guys that are stuck listening to whatever the shit is on the radio, or you know, it, it's always nice to have something fresh and new that you get during graveyard shift. So we always release for the graveyard guys um, and for the guys sleeping at the fire stations or working the, the, the overnights. Um, and as you can hear, my voice is a little wrecked. Uh, it's a little bit lower than usual. It's a little berry white. Um, <laughs> uh, we just we just closed our show. I'm I'm back. I've I've got some some time to myself again. Uh, we'll talk about that more on locker room, but we didn't. We wanted to do a live debrief, and we couldn't find time to do it because our show just closed Sunday. So we thought we'd do it live on Monday when our episodes drop, and then we'll put out the episode, uh, our podcast episode, right after we do the live. So if you're listening to the podcast episode because you don't do the live stuff, the reason it's late and it didn't come out at midnight thirty is because we're literally recording it and then putting it out. <laughs> Right, yeah. yeah. And uh Doug asked, why wasn't there a locker room last week? I posted it. If you follow war stories and you post follow the stories, I did post about it that we just couldn't yeah. couldn't get it done, couldn't jive. I think I actually did a post about it. Go look in yeah. on war stories. We'll try to be back again. It just some things have just well, not lined so up. Story short, Matt Matt is on set. Matt, for those of you following locker room, Matt's out on set. He's he's gonna be out on the east coast on set. We've got a mobile studio for him. Um, but while he's getting set up and while he's getting like adjusted to what his schedule is on the show he's working on, um, he, we, he doesn't know he didn't, he didn't have time basically that first week of right. getting out there, getting, you he's moving into his condo that night and trying to get things situated. It wasn't working. And I was doing a show. So we had no idea one of the nights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you did. <laughs> you just maybe forgot a little bit. Yeah, I think it was just yeah, it was just a big right. miscommunication. It, we fucked up. It it is what it is. We apologize. We're trying to get back on it, but hey, life happens. Shit happens. Get over it. Yeah, we're just a bunch of dumbasses anyway. So, uh, so this week, uh, we're doing our. Uh, th- we've got some listener submitted videos. Plus, we've got the video seen around the world. <laughs> uh, and I think I think Chuck, you might be surprised. I'm I at my I've got some some interesting thoughts on it. Um. And I don't want to, I don't want to oh, heap man. too much on it. But um, anyway, yeah, let's so, stop yeah. corner around and get right to it, dude. Yeah, it's eight yeah, the video was man. nuts, <laughs> dude. That was nuts, totally nuts. Uh, should we should we save that for the end? Or should uh, yeah, we save it's a funny the, way the to Texas go out. I mean, shooter, the Texas shooter for the end. Ah, uh, we either end on like a fucking you know fuck yeah start. note or end on like a funny note. So maybe we should save the Texas shooter for the end. 
Okay, let's 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 uh, let's warm up with these other two videos. Then we'll get to Acorn, yeah. and then we'll end with Texas Shooter. Okay, right? Acorn's gonna be fast. It's yeah, yeah. It's just well, <laughs> it's sad, and it's, it's well. Did the guy die? I, a, what? He had a, what? he had a, he had an arrestee in the back seat that he uh-huh. opened up on. Well, they, that's why I, I mean, yeah, person died. Just yeah. Uh, oh, just Jen nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll get we'll get to that. Um, first, do you want to tell us do you, do, for well, you got to tell me which video we're watching first. Are we watching uh, the daytime or the nighttime? Let's start off with the nighttime one. Okay, all right. That's so you they're you both can, fucking crazy. Again, I um, what I try to do is I come to these. I don't watch them. Um, I, I most of the time, obviously, I've seen Acorn because right. everybody's seen Acorn. Um, yeah. but. Uh, I, I try not to watch these ahead of time so that Chuck watches them from the listener. Technical difficulties, everyone. Chuck has time to process it. Pause. <laughs> oh my God. He paused. There we go. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that was, that was a, it just said unstable connection on my end. That was really weird. I said pause and you're like, <laughs> say what you just again. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, I, I don't watch them ahead of time. Uh, I give my hot take Chuck researches them and watches them. And so, so tell us what this one is. Okay. So I think we've talked about post post pursuit tactics before on the podcast, especially in debriefs. This mm-hmm. is a prime example of, of, uh, what's not to do doing during post pursuit tactics. Um, <clears throat> so basically a suspect is fleeing from the police. Um, and, we also posted about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Fleeing from the police uh, comes to a, a, a halt, and then law enforcement takes him into custody. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. All right, here we go. All right. On the ground. Your video sucks. Here we go. On the ground. <laughs> it's lit movie. <laughs> Smoking. Car is smoking. The airbag went off. I think he's drunk. Put your hands behind your back. Oh, yeah, I think he jumped, but the nigga just crashed, man. Leave right now, bro. I thought it was police about to cry. I mean, what the hell? The store is over. I want them to run down the street. Right? Yeah, hell yeah. Teabagging him. Okay. Yeah, he looked like no. he these guys are basically no, like that's why he's shaking him because that nigga got hit. They like, was stomping him on all that. I mean, God he could smell that shit. He's bleeding. He's leaking. Yo, he having a seizure. Yeah, he's seizing. He having a seizure. Movie. Wow. That's the, I'm seizing. I don't want to go to jail. Jailitis. Well, I mean, you can figure that out real quick. Yeah. So. All right, so it's a, it's a it's a end of a pursuit. Guy TCs, which is a traffic collision, uh, into what looks like another car, fucking curb, whatever. NYPD pulls his ass out of the car. Big burly officer punches him square in the face. He goes to the ground. He's not listening to commands. Put your hands behind your back. Put your hands behind your back. But he just did get into a fucking wreck, and he just got rocked in the face with a punch. So fair assumption to probably say, now we're Monday morning quarterbacking the fuck out of this. He may have a concussion. However, I've seen this thousands of times. Tom's seen this thousands of times. 
when you put a suspect on the ground, they don't always comply and they just sit there and you're like, put your hands on your back. And they're like, no, like I'm not going to do it. And they just fucking lay there until you actually do it. You hear one of the cops call him a retard. You fucking retard. Put your hands behind your back. Yada, yada, this yeah. and that. Yeah. It's hilarious. Right. It's fucking hilarious. This is a funny ass video. However, <sighs> if I was their supervisor or their watch commander or their fucking captain or their PC, I would have a big problem with this. One, you have to be able to control your anger at the end of a, a fucking pursuit and not strike an individual straight in the face and left. They square up to the fight. And you can articulate it, which you can't. Two, probably shouldn't call him a fucking retard. I get tactical language. However, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to fly, especially not in New York City. Know where you're fucking policing. Um, yeah. And then um, the same officer who punched him in the face, toe poked him right in the forehead. Well, so here's what I'll so that the okay. first thing that stuck out to me was calling him a fucking retard. Uh, <laughs> because I mean I've used colorful language before, but that's what gonna be I mean, I don't know how you're gonna have a hard time getting away with that one this day in this day and age. Like dude, you could call him a shit bird, you could call him a turd nugget, you could call him all kinds of things. Hey, fuckhead. But, fuckhead right you know put your fucking but, hands behind your back don't even have to call my name put your fucking hands behind your back hey put yeah. your hands behind your fucking back and as if to uh as if to make this uh drive <laughs> this point good. home here i want i'll share uh this is our good friend ken over at lapd background uh or, or the, the back he's a background investigator he does uh, right. uh backgrounds for people like helps you pass the background and he posted this okay uh, it says uh, from the Los Angeles Times uh, in another recent ruling, the civilian commission said that three Rampart division officers were justified in fatally shooting a woman who had pointed what turned out to be a replica revolver in their direction yeah. while faulting one or more of the officers for not seeking cover at times and for using profanity. Uh huh. Officials said that their use of lethal force fell within policy because they opened fire only after the woman Maria Mariela Cardenas had pointed what appeared to be a real revolver. So this is an agency that in their official ruling says, Yeah, oh, you could fully kill that person, but oh, don't yeah. curse at them. Don't exactly. use that word. And it's they're good. Okay, so in, in any liberal state city they are going to find a reason to find you out of policy for something you could be the tits on everything the fucking tactics leading up to it the shooting everything's good and golden you use one fucking bad piece of tactical language to say hey oh fuck hey numb nuts something like that um put the fucking gun down whoa 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 hold on right. pump the brakes you can't say fuck yeah yeah and then you're gonna get dinged for it Knowing good and well you can't, it's not a fireable offense, but they have to find something in everything, in every fucking use of force, they have to find something to give the officer training on. I don't know why that agency does it that way, but for some reason, they have to find something to fault the officer on to give them training. If I were to guess, it's because they don't want, they want to look like they are being transparent, super hard on their, like, we don't just rubber stamp mm -hmm. our shootings. We find fault yeah. with everybody. You know, it's like mm -hmm. that. I'm not racist. I hate everybody. <laughs> right. Pussies. Exactly. Right. Um, I, I just, it's, oh. it's fucking crazy. 
look who just entered the chat oh <laughs> what's up buddy hey matt we we're just Fucking, talking about we'll send you a link drop on in yeah if you if you're if you're uh if you want to you're more than welcome to drop um, the gun brother trucker hey yeah you yeah. could until you're in the shit and you're like motherfucker no but back to the back to the video um yeah. look you have to be able to compose yourself at the end of a pursuit. Tom knows this. I know this. We've both been in many pursuits. Your adrenaline goes up through the fucking roof. When you come yes. out, you have to be able to have the wherewithal, the tactical, tactical mindset to be able to compose yourself, take a deep fucking breath. And this goes to uh, communicating on the radio, not screaming. Be able to right. compose yourself while you're in the pursuit. That way, when it comes to a termination, you can effectively take that suspect into custody and... Um, you can effectively take that uh, person into custody and you can be able to pull back other officers that are maybe a little bit more amped up than you like, Hey yeah. brother. Whoa, yeah. fuck. Be also, this is a right. This is also a fault in NYPD, their post-pursuit tactics. A lot of yeah. agencies, they don't have great post-pursuit tactics. Like they stay behind their car, call out the suspect, prone them out. They just fucking rush. Yeah. And that right. keeps your adrenaline up here. And that caused an officer to punch him in the fucking face. And then they get him on the ground and suspects just been in an accident. It's fair to say, hey, this is what you got to think of because this is what a DA is going to fucking rip your ass apart on on the stand um, or a public defender. Um, he was just involved in an accident. Is it fair to say that that he has head trauma and maybe can't be thinking clearly? Yeah. So maybe you should utilize the techniques that you learned in the academy to be able to peel his arms out and place him in handcuffs because he wasn't fucking squirming around. He wasn't fighting. He just wasn't listening. He was he wasn't obeying commands. Right. And then he gets kicked in the face. Like, that's not good. This is a very bad ending of a pursuit. Um, I think they should have remedial training. I, I, I think they should really talk about this. I think that copper's going to take uh, fucking long days on the beach, if not uh, get filed away somewhere and never see the street again. I don't know. I watch Blue Bloods a lot, and he'd be fired. <laughs> <laughs> if Tom Selleck was the PC. Oh I'm just God. saying it's not a good look for police, especially in 2024. Wasn't a good look in 2023. It wasn't a good look in any of the 2020s. Right. None of it. So it, the retard thing is mildly amusing. I don't care. Him sitting on his fucking head. That's what happens when you take away being able to put your knee on the upper portion of the thoracic spine and uh, neck area. You result yeah, you to having to sit careful. on someone's fucking head. Yeah. Right. So I think that was okay. I think the cussing was okay. I don't think the uh, post-pursuit tactics, I think that was all fucked up. They should have waited. They should have done a call out. And then if he took off running and then you tackle him, game on, whatever. Right. But walking up to him straight up, punching him in the face, and then kicking him in the head wasn't good. That seizure, though, it, I can't say it wasn't real. I can't say it was real. I've seen people. I think, Tom, have you seen people in custody? They at The moment they find they're going to jail, they start flopping around the, oh, on the ground. All kinds, like they do all kinds of jailitis, yeah. right? Um, Anyways, yes, Nathan, we are going to do Acorn Cop today. Uh, and mm -hmm. we will also, yes, uh, we will also be talking about, Doug, we're going to talk about Kansas City a little bit. I've got those queued up. So, all right, next is, let's watch the next one, which is, what is this incident? This is the daytime one. Yeah, so this is a handcuffed suspect, um, gets a little bit rowdy, and then uh, gets dropped. Okay, here we go. He's cuffed. <laughs> yeah, timber. <laughs> I, I think she oh. thinks he got shot. 
Yeah, that probably. woman is screaming. She let's watch it again. That's just too good. I'm all for this one. I love this one. This is fucking amazing. Because how many times have you, Tom, been in a situation where the motherfucker's like, tase me, motherfucker, tase me. And you're okay. like, okay, okay. Okay. So quick story. This is this is war stories after all. So I went to a call with my sergeant. And we, it was a, it was a, we were the only two there. Uh, it was 11 o'clock at night, party call. I was primary. He just took the back because everybody else was on calls and stuff like that. And I remember this guy coming out of the house, drunker than shit, yelling and screaming. And they called because he had, had a baseball bat, right? And so by the time we got there, we're far enough back that he's not a danger to anybody, right? Right. But, He's still drunk and screaming and yelling, and he doesn't have the bat. So he, we, we've got guns on him because he could pick up the bat at any moment. But right, right. at this point, we've got a good, uh, probably thirty feet, maybe, you know. So we'd 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 pretty be pretty much be able to dump him if he goes for the bat before he could even mm -hmm. charge at us, right? So I've got my gun pointed at him, and he puts his arms up and he yells, "Just shoot me! Just shoot me, bro! Just shoot me!" And I. I, while staring down the sights, I kind of cocked my head to the side towards my sergeant and I said, Hey, Sarge, does that constitute consent? <laughs> and the, this guy's eyes went so big because he, I think at that moment he went, wait a minute, can they shoot me just because like they can search me if I say they can search me. Can they shoot me if I say shoot me? And he wasn't quite sure in his drunken state if, if he had actually just given us consent to kill him or not. And he all of a sudden complied real quick. That's hilarious, that's, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's when we came up with, uh, we used to joke that, um, it would be a roadside execution with watch commander approval. <laughs> it was, if somebody says, shoot me, you just, Hey, Sarge, uh, he's consenting to being shot. Um, do I have watch commander approval? I mean, yeah, if you can get his consent on camera on tape. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's hilarious, dude. I mean, that's that's funny. I mean, and we, we I think we've had those uh, situations where we're like, "Fuck, dude!" The person's like, "Fucking kill me! Fucking kill me!" Yeah. You're like, "Hey, man, I don't, I, I don't want to kill you, but keep going around, and it might happen." And then they calm real down. You're like, "Okay, cool." It's yeah. verbal judo. You know what I mean? You're not really gonna do it because if you do, you're going to fucking prison for the rest of your life. It is what it is. Um. This yapper. one, I would first of all, Yapper, I want to know about the impeachment of Homeland Security that you're talking about. Are we talking about the Border Patrol people that are being relieved of duty? Like, there's so much going on at Homeland. Send that, the video and all the info, dude. Yeah. So, um, no, we have we have a um, lot on our plate for this episode, and next week we have an interview. Um, so, but we will, but add that to the list. So, I, I think it's time. I would be really upset. With, hold on, I'd be really upset with. My partner officer, if he let go of a handcuffed fucking suspect and the dude's 415 coming at me wanting to fight because if his hands were free, he'd be throwing throwing down with me and I then I would tase him. Right. Mm -hmm. I would look at my partner and be like, fucking grab him or I'm going to center punch him in the fucking chest and not with my gun with my boot. Right. I'm well, that's kick you in the that was chest. a failure to control that that asshole right. there. So there are so many control holds that you as a as a defensive tactics instructor there are so many control holds you can use on handcuffed people you just turn the cuffs turn the cuffs and and 
press the edge of the metal cuff into the ulnar nerve. Like yep. it, you're pain compliance, baby. Like, and it doesn't you even look grab that wrist. And just, yeah, it's it's easy peasy, bro. Easy peasy. Um, I mean, have, and you shouldn't have tased him. Bad on you. You should have just walked up to him, hit him in the fucking sternum, put your leg behind him, and leg swept him to the ground because your partner failed to maintain control of a handcuffed suspect, which you shall maintain control of a handcuffed suspect yeah. in any fucking agency because right. it's a liability issue. Yep. And then I would put my partner on blast and be like, what the fuck? Don't just fucking tase him. You're like, whatever, I don't want to fight. I'm going to tase him. That's just being fucking lazy. Go hands on. Don't be a pussy. Well, it's that your video partner- we just watched with the guy handcuffed going down the stairs and then goes out the window oh, yeah, of the third yeah, story yeah. building and just Bro. kills himself. Like, Yeah, that's wild. You got to maintain control. Okay, Doug wants to know if we've ever had to shoot somebody with a beanbag. Um, yeah, I threatened to shoot someone in their asshole once. (laughs) I would actually rather use the 40 baton rounds than the beanbag. The 40 millimeter baton rounds with instead of a beanbag, you can shoot it from a much closer distance. Number one, number two, you point a 40 millimeter at somebody from five feet away, which is still a safe distance to shoot that baton round. And they go, F you, you can't shoot me with that thing. You go, and that, yeah. Dude, my buddy blew up someone's quick. hand with that. Oh, really? Yeah. It was nice. a fucking... Oh, okay, so it's war stories, right? Yeah. So we had a fucking armed uh, individual with a gun um, on a Metrolink... Uh, not a Metrolink, on a busway fucking uh, platform. Cops got called. We show up. Um, so we bring everyone. Armed man with a gun on the busway. <clears throat> this guy's motherfucking everyone. And we can't tell. It looks like a fucking fake gun. But nowadays, with all the color coding, uh, coat or whatever, um, you can't fucking tell if these things. So you right. always on the, you're on the on the caution of that's a fucking gun and it's armed and it's loaded. Like that dude's armed and loaded. Like whatever. So we're like, hey, drop the fucking pistol, drop the pistol. He's like, fuck you. Dude comes up with a forty, boom, shoots him, center punches yep. him, no effect. Forty millimeter breaks because they're old uh, grenade launchers and they're made out of thin aluminum. It fucking right. snapped. It didn't work. My other buddy's like, I got one. So he comes up and they're like, load it, shoot it. And he says, drop the fucking gun. He goes, fuck you. He goes, bah! shoots him right towards the center mass. At the same time, the suspect brings his hand up to block it, hits his fucking thumb, poof, gone. Blows his thumb up. And then we take suspect into custody. Like, and then take him like to the hospital. On? Like, like, like mutilated? Fucking, like, or just like, like, if you look, if you take broken. the fucking, well, I mean, it was still there. Okay, but if you so take it was a fucking tomato, yeah, if you take yeah. a tomato on the ground and you stomp on it, right, it was smashed. Like. Okay, yeah, it was a fucking exploded. Like it was the bone was broken, fucking flesh was like that, like that, um, wascally rabbit when he fucking these Elmer Fudd gets uh, the fucking carrot poked in his gun and it blows up. That's what his yeah. thumb looked like. It was fucking yeah. completely shredded. So those are good. I love a forty. They they uh, give a really good hit. However. They only one round at a time, consecutive fire with a beanbag. You have five rounds True. that you can fucking shoot consecutively. As fast as you can rack and shoot, you can shoot as long as you have clear. You just have um, to be more careful because those beanbag rounds are, they can be lethal. Can if, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. all right. I can fucking hit you in the fucking eye and kill you. Anyways, so here, that's here, our here take. We go. We'll, we'll <laughs> wait. Okay. So, I want to give a little background on this just before we watch it. They were responding to a domestic woman was saying that her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend has been threatening her. And as a result of this, 
she um is he he's taken into custody right and he's sitting in the back of the patrol car and he's not arrested um but he is detained in the car and then and I don't know if you know this part, uh, Chuck, but subsequent to him being detained in the police car, the investigating officer and his sergeant, I think the, the woman there is the sergeant, the other officer, uh, find out or see pictures from the female half. Mm -hmm. And in the photograph, there is what appears to be a, the, the muzzle end of a pistol suppressor. Okay. And this officer then goes back to the car with i guess it sounds like the intent to either research or conduct a second search to make sure he didn't miss it or to talk to him about it or whatever and this is him walking back towards the car without context No, that's hot brass from your fucking pistol, bro. You're not hit. <laughs> well, so I have a, I have another one. Here we go. So uh, I have this one to share, which is a little bit longer version of it. This is the one where they're talking, right? At the curb. Uh, let's see here. I don't. I'll just. We're at the stoop of the house. This is what we just saw. There's the other body cam is on this as well. Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! You know. Do you know your tag number off the top of your head? Okay, it's okay. Now this is the target. What? What? Oh! Wait, right there? Oh, she's not a sergeant anymore. Are you okay? She's like, are you fucking joking? Are you in the car, you dumbass? 43, give me traffic. Shots fired. Shots fired. I got a deputy down. Oh. Yeah. Jesse, come back. Dude, am I hit? <laughs> my legs went numb when it okay. hit me. All right, all right. I don't know. My legs went numb for a second. I heard a pop come from. Go this way. Can you move? Yeah. Hang on. I got the bike. He resigned. Sweetwater helps. No, he, he did resign. Um, yeah. No free oh, commercials for Sweetwater. Uh, yeah, he resigned. Uh, and Nathan says they found the sergeant's 
actions to be reasonable. I can see um, that. However, in most agencies, fucking use of force policy, especially with deadly force, you have to be able to see the suspect to see that they're a threat. If you cannot see that they're a threat or you don't see well, anything. So let's 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 get into the, the, the news. A Florida sheriff's deputy mistook the sound of an acorn hitting his patrol car or a gunshot and fired multiple times at the SUV where a handcuffed black man was sitting in the back. Why does it have to be a handcuffed black man? It, there's a handcuffed guy sitting in the car. The man who was being questioned about stealing his girlfriend's car was not injured in the 12 November shooting. He was taken into custody but released without being charged. The officer who initiated the shooting resigned. The Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office released the body camera video and an internal affairs report this week addressing the acorn for the first time. Investigators viewing the video from Deputy Jesse Hernandez's body camera saw an acorn falling just before shots were fired. An internal affairs report by the Sheriff's Office concluded the acorn bounced off of the patrol vehicle's roof. That morning, Hernandez, a sergeant, and another deputy had responded to a call from a woman who said her boyfriend had stolen her car and was sending threatening messages. Uh, the woman told deputies the man had a weapon. The police detained the boyfriend, searched his car after handcuffing him, placing him in the back of the patrol car. That's where he was when the acorn hit the vehicle. As Hernandez approached the passenger side door of the patrol car, he heard a popping sound, which he later told investigators he perceived to be a gunshot. And he said he believed he had been hit. He began yelling, shots fired multiple times, falling to the ground and rolling. The sheriff's report said he fired into the patrol car. Sergeant Beth Roberts heard the gunfire and Hernandez's screams and began firing into the car as well. While the county state's attorney office found no probable cause for criminal charges, the sheriff's internal affairs investigation determined Hernandez's use of force was of not, not objectively reasonable. He resigned on December 4th. Uh, Roberts' use of deadly force was found to be reasonable and she was exonerated. Uh, he, the sheriff said that he realized the situation was traumatic for the suspect and his offer, office has incorporated the shooting into training for other deputies. Oh, um, yeah. So this is just shitty all around. Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, so my agency so, would have fucking maybe not fired that sergeant, but demoted. Um, that's just my agency. That's not, Florida agency, different different area, different part of the country, yada yada, whatever. Legally she's speaking, not fired. She thought she was defending her officer. 100 percent And she starts firing. Yeah. Then that's totally understandable. He says, right. I'm hit, shots fired, he's in the car. Right. That's it's objectively reasonable to think that objectively reasonable to think that he right. has, has taken fire. Um oh, man. Listening to that video, like I can't even hear the acorn. So, like, how do you think an acorn? plopping on the fucking hood of a car or the fucking concrete is anywhere remotely close to a fucking crack of a, of a, well, so let's back up. Remember the picture he saw the picture he saw, he thought was the muzzle of a suppressor. Dude, buddy, like now get some cover then gain your ground. Like, just, and be like, Hey, I think there may be some shots. I don't see any holes, but maybe we should, well, should see. So, and then where did the acorn bounce? Did the acorn bounce and hit him? In Like, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. This guy fucking panicked. Well, because he, he wouldn't have hit him because he would have been like, I'm hit, I'm hit well before returning fire. That took him at least 
15 fucking rounds before he's like, I'm hit. No, that's the hot brass from your fucking pistol hitting you. In no, no, he said, did you something. hear him? He said, my legs went numb. Yeah, dude, that's fear. My legs went numb. Now oh, you fell. You hit your fucking sciatic nerve. Possibly, right? He he <laughs> did bad. a tactical roll and and he got a <laughs> Nathan says his next gun's gonna be walnut caliber. <laughs> Bro, like squirrel shot, dude. You just start carrying hey, squirrel okay. shot. So let's sure. talk about let's talk about what you would you or I in it, looking back at it, Monday morning quarterbacking, I if I had heard the 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 thud and I thought there were shots fired, I don't know that I would have immediately opened fire without secondary rounds coming. Like one whack, yeah, I need was, to find out what that is. And I will I say this: cover. so I was driving down the street in my patrol car, and I was it was on routine patrol no nothing it was just a average day saturday day shift right and i'm alone in my car i'm driving down a residential street and my passenger side view mirror explodes and i mean like out of nowhere boom shatter ruptured everything and oh look at who's there john piping in what's up john thank you and yeah, it is called, it's absolutely conditioned black. He, it was panic. Um, and so when my side view mirror exploded, I immediately, I, I, I drove forward a little bit. I pulled over. I took a little bit of cover and I assessed. Then I got back in the car and I drove further away. I got out. I checked the car. I checked the mirror. I didn't find a single bullet hole, right? But I have no idea to this day why the mirror exploded. I went back to the station. I told my sergeant, I said, hey, Sarge, come out and see the mirror. We'll go out to the scene. We went out to the scene afterwards. We found the glass on the ground. There was nothing around it, right? It could have been somebody with a wrist rocket. It could have been a, a, a it could have been somebody threw a rock at the mirror. Pellet gun. It could have been a pellet gun. It could have been, it could have been a small caliber bullet. I don't, I haven't, we don't know to this day. I have no idea if somebody took a pot shot at me in my police car or if somebody was playing around with a wrist rocket in their backyard or if somebody was playing around with a BB gun. And there was no really investigation into uh, the incident. It was just, I wrote him a memo and said, this is what happened. And we, you know, right. took an incident report and that was it. Mm -hmm. Now, I did exercise some caution. At, when I was getting out of my car, because I didn't know if I had just taken rounds, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't go to condition black. Now, I also wasn't dealing with a suspect who was supposedly armed with a suppressor in the back seat of a car, right? No, it, yeah, different circumstances. However, if that's your first fucking reaction, instead of gaining cover and uh, surveying the the fucking tactical situation at that point. You might have a fucking problem. Like, if your first reaction is to shoot right. first, ask questions later. Right. That's not that's not a person who should be wearing yeah, a badge. You may have some things in the psych. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bad. I and I too have had that issue where my fucking mirror exploded. Not it didn't explode, but I got it got hit and fucking bent back. 
but I was also on a traffic stop and I was had my head down and I was writing a fucking ticket because it was a congested street. And then I, I fucking hear the bow and I was like, what the fuck was that? I look at my mirror, it's gone. And I was like, well, that's cool. And I just look around and I'm like, I think that was a fucking car. But like I looked around <laughs> and I surveyed everything first before I was because I was in a gang neighborhood and I was like, okay, and but and then I found out the mirror had just been hit forward. And so I, I I bent it back and I was like, cool, I don't even have to report that. Hey, it wasn't right. broken. But I've taken right. we've heard, I'm not gonna say I've taken rounds uh in a neighborhood. We could have been taking rounds, but we've heard shots in a neighborhood before working in the south portion, southernmost region portion or southern adjacent portion of of an area that I'm not gonna say I almost said it. Um, it would give away where I work, but, um, and we were responding to, to fucking shots fired, you know, uh, and multiple calls had come in we get to the area and, and we hear a crack and we're like, what the fuck was that? And we look around, but we're not just getting out and fucking throwing rounds down range. Cause we don't know where it is. We can't even see the suspect. Yes. I know he has a suspect in the back of the car, but still you have to do some assessment first, at least be able to see something. If you got shot at, even with a suppressor, there's going to be a hole in that window. There's going to be glass breaking that's going to make a sound. There's going to be something. I mean, I've seen windows get hit by bullets. I've seen windows get hit by beanbags. It makes a fucking sound. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a sound. You just got to be good. And there was no sound. I watched that video so many times there is no sound and no supervisor internal investigator or district attorney is going to be able to be like oh yeah that's reasonable right it's not. and now here's not where i'm gonna way. i'm gonna push back and i'm gonna give this guy a little bit of credit or a little bit of grace i guess not credit <clears throat> there's no credit to be at. this is just shitty all the way around right this is just this is just one of those awful incidents that this suspect is lucky that he didn't get smoked the officer is lucky he's not facing manslaughter charges. Oh, like, yeah. He's uh, a shitty shot. <laughs> um, so we just had two officers and a firefighter killed in Burnsville. Um, Minnesota. Think, Minnesota, yeah. I, yeah. I, and they were responding to a I think it's near St. Paul. domestic violence incident. Um. And so we know domestics are dangerous, right? We understand that. So I'm going to give this guy a little grace and say that we understand that domestics are dangerous. But there's a couple of questions I have. Number one, did you have no faith in your first search? Right? Mm -hmm. When you put the guy in the car? Or Oh, that's another thing I wanted to talk about, yeah. Did you not not search him when you put him in the car? Dude, I've seen that so many fucking times. Like put your hands on your back, throw them up, throw them in the car because they're just trying to get the like. And then all of a sudden, he sees this picture with the suppressor, Mm -hmm. and she's supposedly armed. And and so Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, he's like, "Oh shit, I need to go pat that guy down for weapons." And then he goes back, and and now he's freaked out because he didn't do the search. And he's like, "Oh shit, did I just put a guy in the car with a gun?" So now he's already like at condition orange, and then the acorn freaks him out and he's like is that a, like it's yeah just shit all the way in, in in any jail you go into especially in la county or la city they have pictures on the walls of 
weapons they have found on suspects after being brought by police. One of them is a fucking revolver about this big. We can only surmise where that was, either in the asshole called the fucking prison wallet or tucked in the waistband and the cop just did a shitty search and just did a fucking pat down. Didn't even cup the groin because they're like, I don't want to touch the penis. You know, now, whatever. I'll, Get I'll, up in there, dude. When I was teaching advanced officer safety and field tactics, I, as part of the simunitions training in the scenarios, we were, we had patrol cars, we had suspect we had vehicles, guns. we had all that stuff. And we had, we had, we had simunitions weapons and we would either, give you one of our Glocks that was converted to Sims, or we could right, convert right, right, your, right. some of your own, like we could convert some bread. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And we also used revolvers, and we used shotguns, and we used okay. ARs. We had all this stuff for simunitions. And I took a little five-shot snub nose 38 special loaded with Sims. Dude, and there were a couple one. of scenarios where I put the gun in my waistband. Mm-hmm. And they would bring me out of the car and they'd put my hands behind my back. And where do they always put your hands in the small of your back? Right. And so I had my hands, they'd be holding my hands in the small of my back. They'd move my hands to the right. And I'd use my right wrist to, to block where the gun was. And then they'd move my hands to the left and I'd use my left wrist to block where the gun was. And they would never lift them up and go right where my hands were. Uh And, they would get mad because the the parameters of the exercise were if you put somebody armed in a vehicle without searching them properly, we're letting you know that they will slip their cuffs and make you pay for it. That was, we told them we're not going to slip our cuffs unless you fail to find something. And then it's going to be game on. And then if you do fail to find it, and you're going to pay for it. I can't tell you how many times it was disheartening to get out of that car and put a simunitions round right in an officer's back, like from, you know, eight feet away. And I, I fully knew like every time I'm like, this is, this could, this could literally happen to me. Like I was very careful because of that. And a lot of them would cry foul. They'd say, that's not fair. You, you hit it in the car beforehand. You, you know, you said you weren't going to have anything in your crotch. You did no, you broke the rules that I said, no. And they, 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 I, the, 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 the facilitator would always be like, where'd you have it? And I would put it right back where I had it. And then they'd, he, they would ask me to debrief the search. And I would always say they missed it. They just didn't do it thorough enough. They didn't stick their hand in the waist. They didn't press all the way against the small of my back. They didn't back. do that spider crawl. They didn't pull your hands away from your body to clear, right. make a clear path all the way across. In any good search, you are supposed to overlap everything that you search, and you are not supposed to leave hands upon bodies. You are supposed to pull back, not grabbing in the center of the cuffs, because if you twist, you can hurt yourself. You grab their fucking wrist, get a good control hold, pull back, and you spider crawl the small of their back. Okay, waistband's clear. Front. I'm going to do up the side. I'm going to do down the fucking crotch. I'm going to come up the back and then I'm going to switch and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do the fucking legs. And you do all of that to make sure that there is no contraband there. I have seen your exact scenario so many fucking times in training and seasoned officers fucking miss it. I have, there is a reason why in my agency, we always, every time we take custody of a body or control of a body, it doesn't matter who the fucking officer was who had it before you. 
you researched that body. I've had salty fucking officers come up to me when I was young on the job and they're like, hey, why are you searching? I already searched. And I'm like, it's not that I don't trust you. It's that if you fucking miss something, I can die or I can get in trouble. If we miss something, that's on you, dude. And you're going to take the fucking full brunt of that. Also, if it's contraband or anything, you can attest to it that fucking yada yada, whatever. Instead of me going to the jail later, finding contraband or being in the fucking back of my, my, my squad car. Next thing I know, I'm taking fucking rounds because I trusted you and you fucked up your search. And that yeah. ultimately falls upon me. I've seen it so many times. And I've only, have you ever missed, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking put myself on, on, on the fire right now. I've missed one thing one time in a search. And I think it was because it was in his asshole, but I missed one thing and it was a small fucking baggie of meth. That was So it. I didn't miss it. I didn't miss it. I said the, the parole agent I was with, he said, I think he's got meth keistered. And I said, yeah, what's that little baggie sticking out? And that's when the parole agent. I mean, I won't even tell you. It's like the, I don't know if the statute of limitations has expired on him telling the guy to, you know, basically said, "Here's a pen, dig it out of your ass." <laughs> we're charging you. I had a guy. I think I've, I've told him this story. We were in the fucking cell to do the strip search because he was a doper, and I was like, "Hey, man, what's in your butt, bro? Spread them <laughs> cheeks again." Yo, yeah. what's up there? He's like, "Nothing." I go, "You got a fucking either you got a bloody tampon up your asshole, or you're keistering yeah. something." One of yeah, the two, it's got to come the fuck out. And it was the fucking bag of the like the Chinese bags with that like red face on it or whatever, or like a Vons bag or whatever fucking uses the red logo. And it was all twisted up and it was meth and it was a big portion of meth. What I yeah. fucking forgot though, what I missed in a search was a small fucking like smaller than a dime size worth of meth, maybe like one hit. And I think it was up his butt. We ended up missing it but it wasn't like anything crazy. And anytime I would search a suspect, I would get under their fucking grundle area under their ball. And they would start squirming. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. He's like, you're grabbing my dick. You're grabbing my balls. I'm like, exactly. And you know what? Because you're moving so much when I get to that sensitive area, I'm just going to do it harder because that means to me, what that tells me is you're hiding. If you just relax and let me do my fucking search, I'm not going to have to grab you. I'm not going to have to squeeze. I'm not going to have to fucking get up in your shit. I'm going to be able to do my search. But if you continue to fucking squirm and stuff, we're going to get deep up in that motherfucker. I promise you this. And they're like, okay, okay. And next thing you know, you find contraband and shit like that, that they're trying to conceal under their nuts. So right. it's like, you, you can't, you can't be fucking scared to search someone. And in this case, if you're taking custody of a body for anything, if they sit inside of your your cop car, or you put handcuffs on them. You have enough to to do a pat down search. Yeah. Fucking do a pat down. Fucking make sure it's officer safety. Make sure there's no weapons or contraband on that person. It's simple yep. as that. It is what it is. So, here we go. In our last little bit of this episode. To the rally, we've got a little bit of breaking news that we need to share with you. We do have reports of um, a possible shooting um, that has happened not too far from where we're sitting right now. We did see a number of police officers run over to where we think this is happening. We do not have anything confirmed at this point, but it's kind of yeah. rattled. This, that's the that's as it was happening, and this is um. Another video we have that is from the same thing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and this is 
another angle. This is actually people fleeing as shots are being fired. Uh, and this is, the, we're not trying to glorify this, anything. Kansas we're City. trying to explain to you this uh, shit shouldn't happen anywhere. This is the Kansas City yeah. Super Bowl parade shooting. Yeah. We're not just tipping cars anymore and setting shit on fire. We are shooting into the crowd, right? Here we go. <laughs> This is from PMP Report. Celebration. Oh shit. Sounds like fireworks. It does. Oh fuck, people are down right there. Yep. So people are down on the street. And then it's it's fireworks. Have... It's fireworks. Yeah, right. Well, and that's that's one of the things. Now it's hard to tell um, if it's fireworks. So what you, this is another video um, that I'm going to share. This is so bystanders tackled the, the gunman. Um, it's it's pretty impressive. I'll show you right now. I'm bringing up the video, but this is part of that. Like it's 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 about situational awareness and just yeah. because the cops are there or even if the cops aren't there you got to take responsibility for your own safety and these people did that and so this is the people super bowl wins scramble for their lives when gunfire erupts at a rally a mother of two is killed and an astonishing 20 other 21 other people suffered gunshot mm. wounds Sandra Mitchell joins us live from the KTLA News Center with new developments on this tragic news. Sandra. Sarah, Micah, the very latest on the victims. We are just getting an update about the woman who was killed. Of those 22 people shot today, nine of the gunshot victims are children. The youngest is just six years old. Three people have been detained and police have recovered at least one weapon. Shooter Just moments after the Super Bowl victory yeah. celebration, victims on huh? burning and bleeding Shooters on the ground. Mass were, panic as shooters were the Chiefs rally in Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now the Kansas City Star is identifying the woman who was killed as Lisa Lopez Galvan, a Kansas City resident, wife, and mother of two adult children. Several of the other shooting victims are young children. I want to clarify that we have had 12 patients that we have treated, 11 of which are children with nine gunshot wounds. None of those patients, we all of those patients, we expect to have a full recovery, none of which are in critical condition. People in the crowd shouting, he's got a gun. Police now confirming three people have been detained. Officers one was released. Down one of the suspects and another appeared to be tackled by fans. I have heard that as well. I have heard that that fans got involved in the apprehension or the pursuit of one of the suspects. I cannot confirm that right now, but that is something that I have heard myself. Fan Alyssa Marsh Contreras spoke with KTLA. She says her father was one of those who took down a gunman. My dad, along with another good Samaritan, running, jumping and just tackling the second offender. Uh, as they tackled him, the weapon fell out. A cop was able to secure that. After that, I just remember yelling, you know, cops, we need cops over here. Somebody come over here. Um, not much longer. Multiple cops come over, um, get on top of this guy, make sure he's clear of everything. 
and then after that, we were just all free to go. From an aerial view, watch the suspect get tackled. Now, a closer look. Even as bystanders wrestle with that suspect, watch yeah, as a woman in the crowd picks up what appears to be a rifle that came from the man oh, yeah. and places it nearby. Thousands of people were there. The Kansas City Chiefs players and their... Anyway. Dude, he would have been unconscious by the time Dude. the cops got there. Because that's a freebie, bro. That's a fucking freebie. That's yes. You get to whip his ass without impunity and fuck him up. That is like King's X right there, dude. Yeah. You just stopped an active fucking shooter. Yeah. And you're unarmed, so you just get to fucking... Yeah. Fucking throw elbows. Like, dude, fucking whatever. So, you got all these open carry laws. You've got Concealed carry laws, you've got all these constitutional carry laws that are changing. I mean, I don't I know everyone's like, well, you know, this is a we gotta stop all the guns. You can't these these kids had no reason, or these juveniles, because they're not kids, they had no reason to have what they had. And I don't know what their um I don't know. I mean, were they were they Niners fans? Like, I don't know what their motive was. They were Chiefs fans. So apparently it was uh, rival gangs against rival gang. No one hit their opposing, the the, the target that they right, wanted to kill. They fucking hit bystanders. They always hit bystanders. They hit everybody else. And right. so it was gang on gang violence. And that's what it was. They just chose to do it at the fucking worst time and the worst place and the worst location. Probably because, oh, their guards are going to be down. We'll just go up and we'll fucking execute him. Yet you shoot everybody else but them. Yeah, kill an innocent woman and and, and, and injured children, right? Yeah. And most of these kids were juvies. They were shooters. The juvies were shooters. The yeah, shooters were juvies. Yeah. Well, because you don't. If you join a gang, you do it as a kid, and you typically yeah. you either die young, or you grow out of it, and then end up saying, you know. Gangs are stupid. I can't believe I did that. You know, there's so many adults that are like, I got out of gangs. I was in gangs when I was a kid, and the only people that that stay into gangs until they die are juveniles who die young or go to prison, and then then you got the OGs and they come out of prison after doing a 20 year term, and they're still you know 16 years old in their heart, but now they're 36 or 40 or whatever, and they're considered an OG, and they they're you know, they come out and and they they go back to the gang life, and then eventually they either go back to prison or they get killed. It's not. Yeah. And most of the kids, most of the juvies who 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 commit these shootings, they're told to by their gang because the gang knows that they're going to get a lighter sentence than if it was an adult. And I have spoken with drug addicts, gang members, and things like that that are young, and they've all told me the same thing. The age I was when I got in and started using drugs and things like that is the age I stayed until I fucking stopped and realized. And then I was starting to grow up. But I was still, like you said, 15, 16, 17 at mm -hmm. in my mind. Mm -hmm. And I was a 30 fucking 40 year old person or a 25 year old person. Yet I was still acting like I was 16 or 17 or whatever the fuck it was as a juvenile when I started doing the drugs or I started you know, getting involved in the gang life is because you are around that mindset constantly. So you never get to grow up. You never get to experience life. You never get to evolve past that. So you're stuck with that same stupid ass mentality your whole fucking life until you decide, Hey, this is dumb. It's, I'm not going to do it anymore. This is the result of fatherlessness. 
this is hundred percent the result of fatherlessness. Like we have we have just removed the 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 family dynamic, the 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 single motherhood rate has skyrocketed across all communities. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. people are gonna obviously get into like want to get into demographics and all dude. I I see it's one of the reasons we make fun of it on locker room is because I see all these posts with these women that are just bragging about their body count or you know they have I, I saw one that says we no longer go for looks we go for honesty and integrity and it was like why didn't you have those values before you got knocked up and, and became a single mom like if you'd started off with those values you wouldn't be where you're at now and we wouldn't all be dealing with fatherless, fatherless juveniles running around not knowing what gender they are or shooting the place up or you know right. those, those, like knock it off like yeah. Uh, no, it's not a war stories topic, but it felt like it was. I thought we'd end up. I thought we'd end on a on a high note, Chuck. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna pull an audible, and I'm gonna share this video with you because in an era where police recruiting is down and people are you know second guessing police officers' motives oh and reasoning, and there the NYPD has the solution. Chuck. The NYPD <laughs> has the, the solution. God, I present to you. The oh NY smoking moon, rocks, pocket full of motherfucking blue, blue, guap, half an ounce in my Gucci too. socks for the summer. Really, I'm not kidding. They're wearing like basketball uniforms. Look, they're getting ready for basketball and volleyball at the same time. Oh, uh, they're getting ready because that's how they're getting promoted. They look like they're getting ready for the all you can eat buffet. Oh, you know what it looks like? It looks like, like, a, a, it looks like a mommy and me uh, hip hop tune at YMCA. This is really. This is going to get people to respect cops, right? Like that's all we were missing. We were just missing. The NYPD dance team to bring us all together. That's the Nathan dumbest says, fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Nathan says, My father was a dispatcher, got a call from a mom asking to have her 14 year old daughter arrested. My dad asked why she wanted to start parenting now, not 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, True. hey, why don't you have the cops come out and solve a problem in five minutes that it took you 17 years to create? Have you ever gotten a call um, for service and you get there and they're like, Hey, I just want you to scare my kids straight? And yes, I would always look at him and I would go, no, what? I'm not doing that. So you want me to make them fear the fucking police? Yeah, because you, you failed to do your fucking job. And I said, I'll just tell them the fucking truth. Hey, you keep on this fucking path. You're going to get arrested eventually. And you're going to end up in my custody. Oh, do we had a job that, and I would just walk away. They brought their kids to the station. We're like, can you put them in the jail and just no. show them what it's like to be in jail? I'm like, no, no, this isn't scared no. straight. Why are we trying to make kids afraid of the police? That's the wrong thing to do. You should not be afraid to be afraid of the police. That's fucking stupid because who are you going to call when you're afraid and you're scared? If you're scared yeah. of the fucking police, you're going to, who are you going to call? Fucking Ghostbusters or Crackhead? Who are you going to call? Yeah. Yeah. You, that's a horrible technique. Bad on you, parents. Yeah. Well, we're at the end of our time. Um, and normally we save our dedications for, for uh, episodes where we have guests. Um, but I thought it would be fitting for us to dedicate our episode to uh, officers Paul Elmstrand and Matthew. Uh, I, I think it's Rouge or Ruggie. 
um, 27 years old, and firefighter paramedic Adam Finseth, who were shot and killed by a piece of shit while responding to a domestic violence call. Um, they responded around 1.50 a.m. to a home in Burnsville, uh, Minnesota, about 15 miles south of Minneapolis. A man was reported to be armed and barricaded inside with family members. And uh, at some point, the subject inside the house, the suspect whose name we don't need to say, uh, opened fire. And uh, at least one of the responding officers was killed inside the home. Uh, and the other officers returned fire. The suspect has not been identified publicly, but he had several guns and large uh, a large amount of ammunition, but, and he is dead. Seven children were inside the home, ages 2 through 15. Uh, and these officers were trying to help this family, and they were killed. So we, we dedicate them. Rest easy, brothers. We've got it from here. That's rough, man. That's rough, yeah. dude. Especially a firefighter, dude, because you're like, you go to work and you're like, yeah, I can die in a fire. You don't expect to get shot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, that's suck. It's rough. Uh, so, Chuck, what do you got? Yeah. We're as we close out. Well, <clears throat> I just want to say uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you like today's podcast and the content we provide, please help us out by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or really whatever podcast platform you subscribe to, Spotify or whatever the podcast thing you listen to. Our podcast is available on all major stream podcast platforms as well as on our YouTube. You can go to our Instagram uh, at war underscore stories underscore official and our Facebook at war stories podcast. If you already po follow us, please like and share our posts. Uh, you can go to our website, www.warstoriesofficial.com. You can grab some gear. If you think you have a story or you want to be featured on the show or you, your friend has a story, go to booking.warstories at gmail.com and I can get you booked. We're always looking for veterans, yep. law enforcement, firefighters, medics, and also corrections, dispatchers, and nurses. Yep. And if you have a friend who you think would be a great fit, let them know about us. Give them our booking email and uh, connect us. Yep. Thank you for the support. Stay and safe. Next week, we have a guest uh, who wants to come on and talk about some of their experiences. And uh, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll see you all next week. And until our next episode, come home with your shield or on it.